Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello friends and welcome to the Seeker Podcast at Service of Change, where we challenge reality, question that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II. On this episode of the Seeker Podcast, we will be talking about ghosts. Do they exist? I'm going to review a blog post from scarymommy.com where she claims her child has seen ghosts and they are real and that most other children can see them as well. I'll also review some testimony from some of my friends out there in Facebook and social media world who have reached out to me talking about the experiences with their own children, how they have seen ghosts in their own home repeatedly. There is something to this. I know my family, we've seen things growing up. I'll get into some of that as well. Been a tiring week as always. I've done a lot of home renovations this week since I'm off from school. Getting things done, reorganizing, restructuring, redid my office. I mentioned that last week, the studio have a lot more great content that's going to be coming out of here. The editing is continuing on food for the Archons. I am just so excited to move forward with this project. I can't get it done fast enough. Really wish I could just do this full time sometimes, but it's just, hey, that's, you know, that's the dream right now that I'm working towards, but it will be well worth the wait. So thank you to my supporters out there who've uh, expressed an interest. Some other good things going on. I'm working on a cover reveal video I have such an incredible artist who designed a cover for Food for the Archons. I've had it for for months. I just haven't been ready to do anything with it. But now I'm getting closer to getting the book done. I'm putting together a video talking about this cover. I'm going to show the artwork. I'm going to release the artwork uh, for the book cover so I can start using it to promote the book as well and, and get some attention. But they say a picture's worth a thousand words, and man, she nailed it. So I'm really excited to uh, to share this this video that I'm putting together, I'm hoping within the next week or two to get it out. But uh, look to the newsletter for that. Look to the social media feeds for that. Obviously, the newsletter is the best way to uh, to catch that. But Instagram and Facebook are my big ones right now that you can definitely check it out on. Still in the search for content creators. If you are a content creator, you're interested in getting into this more and being more vocal, whether you have a blog post to share, whether you uh, are another podcaster who's out there and looking for a platform, or if you're an artist and you want to display your artwork somewhere, look, whatever it is that, that is in line with this, want to get the word out, Get in touch. There is, There are big things in the works, and we're looking for interested people who want to contribute and want to spread the word. 
don't be afraid if you're new if you're just starting out hey we've all been there and you have to start somewhere and i'm offering an opportunity for somebody that's looking to put out quality consistent content for this new platform that we're putting together so please go to servicechange.com just hit the contact tab and you can get in touch with me and let me know what your interest is and what you can bring to the platform do I want to jump into the news yet? I don't want to talk about this other project. I'm not going to say much about it, but you know, I've always got irons in the fire and things going on. And uh, I made a pitch for a children's book, and uh, I think you'll appreciate it once it comes out. But that's something that is now, I don't even want to say on the back burner, but it's another <laughs> one of the many projects that I'm working on that you can look to in the future it's going to be pretty cool talking about uh, it's going to you're going to recognize the themes that I talk about in it so as if I don't have enough going on in my world right now right so more to come on that as this project develops just in the early stages of it I probably shouldn't have said anything about it yet at all but I call that a little teaser right now but that is something that is going to be getting started hopefully in the near future just a few things in the news that I want to talk about before I jump into the ghost stuff from unknown country. Now, this one's interesting. A proposal has been made to form a space corps for the United States military. This is uh, from Friday, July 14th. A congressional committee has proposed that a new branch of the military be formed called the United States Space Corps. As proposed in the National Defense Authorization Act for 2018, this would be the first new branch added since the formation of the United States Air Force in 1947. The USSC would be the subordinate to the Department of the Air Force, much in the way the United States Marine Corps is part of the Department of the Navy. Chief of Staff of the Space Corps would be a member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff reported directly to the Secretary of the Air Force and would be co-equal of the Chief of Staff of the Air Force. The Air Force Space Command is currently the primary space force for the U.S. Armed Forces, but primarily supports military operations using satellite and cyber warfare operations. According to the NDAA, the Space Corps would be tasked with protecting the interests of the United States in space, deterring aggression in, from, and through space, providing combat-ready space forces that enable the commanders of the combatant commands to fight and win wars, organizing training and equipping space forces, and conducting space operations of the Space Corps under the command of the commander of the United States Space Command. More to this in the uh, show notes. You have the links directly to Unknown Country. It looks like uh, the rest of this article talks about how Defense Secretary James Mattis is uh, asking Congress to reconsider this proposal. He's trying to watch his budget. He's not ready for this. Let's go off the deep end for a minute, though, and, and assume what is going on. Where, like, I read this and I think, no, this is like three thousand years in the future. We're going to have. I mean, that's Star, that's Star Trek, Space Fleet, and Star Wars, all that's crazy stuff. We're heading there. I've been I've been tracking these space stories and the weaponization of space and all that stuff. But what kind of wars are we going to be fighting in space? Everybody's here on Earth. Why do we have to go up into space to fight? I understand satellites can fight satellites, but there's nobody up there right now. Or, or off the deep end down the rabbit hole, are we anticipating some kind of contact with ETs? I I don't know. I find it very interesting though. This has been rumor mill. Uh, stuff you know and if you want to go again off the deep end into the secret space program which i go back and forth on with the credibility of some of the witnesses that come through this thread but i don't know i don't know will we be 
fighting aliens or are we just going to go up in the outer space to fight each other that just seems kind of stupid to me but of course i know pretty much nothing about this and uh, there's a lot more to know out there so do your digging if you have more information on this please send it my way i'd love to cover it on another show or even have you on as a guest if you're somewhat of an expert that can talk intelligently on the topic hit me up all right for some reason i just keep tracking elon musk stuff i i don't know why he just comes across my feed i find him interesting uh, this one says, Elon Musk calls for moon base. This is from space.com. Elon Musk may be focused primarily on Mars, but he'd also like to see a human outpost on a world much closer to home. To really get the public real fired up, I think we've got to have a base on the moon, the billionaire founder and CEO of SpaceX said today, which was July 19th at the 2017 International Space Station Research and Development Conference in Washington, D.C., Having some permanent presence on another heavenly body, which would be the kind of moon base, and then getting people to Mars and beyond, that's the continuance of the dream of Apollo that I think people are really looking for, Musk told NASA ISS program manager Kirk Sherman, who interviewed him on stage at the conference. All right, let me pause right there and go back to the story I just read. If we're proposing moon bases, we're obviously not going to be the only country there. I know China has proposed a moon base and a Mars city within the next 100 years. Next 100 years for the Mars city, the moon base, I thought they said within the next 20, 20 to 30 years. I don't know. Check the archives. Uh, I've covered that in the news events. It's in the show notes in one of my other shows within the last, I guess, four or five months. We're going. Or at least that's what they want us to think. Or maybe that's what they want us to manifest if we are conscious creators in this virtual reality that we are existing within. I don't know. But it looks like we're going there. Somewhere into space. Maybe you can join the Space Corps military. That would be... uh, It sounds kind of cool, but it also sounds kind of crazy. All right. One more story in the news here. This one comes to us from The Guardian. China blocks WhatsApp services as sensors tighten grip on the internet. China has partially blocked the popular messaging service WhatsApp as authorities tighten their grip on the internet ahead of a major leadership reshuffle in Beijing. Photo, video, and voice messages sent by The Guardian from Beijing were all blocked on Wednesday, but text messages were not affected. Dozens of users in in China complained of a total ban on sending any type of messages on WhatsApp. The block appeared sporadic, similar when Chinese authorities first banned Google's Gmail in 2014 before instituting a total blackout. The ban comes as Chinese officials are preparing, I'm sorry, Chinese officials are preparing for a twice a decade leadership shuffle later this year with various factions within the Communist Party jockeying for control of key positions and President Xi Jinping likely to further consolidate power. The company declined to comment China operates the world's largest censorship system, known as the Great Firewall, blocking thousands of websites, including popular platforms such as Facebook, Facebook, Google, Instagram, YouTube, and a host of foreign news outlets. More on this in the show notes at serviceofchange.com. I'm sharing that story because I've tracked China stuff before, and it could be a model of where we're going in the United States. We're talking about net neutrality and all these other issues that are coming up. Not that that's censorship, but that's just charging your money for stuff and slowing things down. It's a disaster, but it's possible to censor this freedom we have or we think we have to gather information. That's why, let's go off the deep end again, but it's really not that deep when you understand the way this system works, the way this existence works and the universe works, we need to start looking into other things. If we can't have someone tell us the news, we need to find it on our own. 
I'm going to plug it back to the Farsight Institute. I'm going to plug it back to the Monroe Institute, to deep meditation, to the reports that come out of people that take psilocybin and the mushrooms and ayahuasca and psychedelics. There are other ways to gather information. These are things, if a worst case scenario was to happen where a total blackout was to occur, whether it be due to a solar flare or government intervention, these are things we need to be thinking about. These are things that are real, they're documented, they're proven. I, I covered this just in last week's show, The Sixth Sense is Real. We've known this for a long time, but now we're getting better and better research that's proving it. What are you doing to hone your own skill set, your own sense to make it stronger? What are we doing as a community, as a society to improve these? I will continue to bring this up in just about every show that I can because it's important. It's the driving factor in my research and on my platform. I'm not trying to be on a soapbox here. But think about it. If we were to go dark, how would you get your information? It's out there and it works. We just need to get more comfortable with the process. Speaking of things that are out there, let's talk about ghosts. Have you had any experiences with ghosts? You always have somebody somewhere at some party that wants to tell a ghost story if you ask about it. Somebody's always heard something from someone or something weird has always happened. But how serious do we take it? I find that it does not get enough attention in my opinion, there's something there. Are they ghosts? Are we meshing with a parallel universe? Is it a combination of the two? Are they creatures from another dimension? It could be anything, really. Are they just memories that we're manifesting? But at the end of the day, there are thousands, possibly millions of people, especially children, who report seeing something. I came across a blog post on my Facebook feed through scarymommy.com. As a parent, I find a lot of the stuff she puts out there quite relevant and interesting. I won't get into those details right now, but I'm going to share some of her blog posts here. It was a Thursday night, the first time it happened. My family and I were all eating dinner in the den and watching whatever Disney movie was free on Netflix at the time. My two-year-old son stood up from his perch on our indoor picnic blanket and crossed the room to cuddle up in my lap. Hey, baby, I whispered, running my hands through his spectacular curls. The end of the day is my favorite time with him. He's just tired enough to be extra snuggly, but not so tired that he's a holy terror. Mommy, Nugget whispered, I think our little girl is sad. I placed my hand over the place in my stomach where his little sister was growing inside me. We were just now beginning to explain the concept that the bump in Mommy's tummy was an actual human whom he would soon be able to hold and even play with. I figured Big Brother was trying to connect with his soon-to-be sibling, and my heart just melted. Aw, oh, baby, little sister isn't sad. She's happy. She's super happy because she's such an amazing brother, Big Brother like you. My son shook his head gently, casually shoving another Pringle into his mouth. No, Mama, he said, munching on his potato chip. Not little sister. Um, okay, weirdo. I'm going to have to get some clarification here. That's her words, not mine. Honey, then which little girl is sad? Without missing a beat, he responded, the little girl who sleeps in our house. Uh, WTF. Pause with me for a second. My child was two, folks. Pretty sure he didn't get his idea from Disney Junior. And a masterful as he was with those Play-Doh snake-making skills, I was pretty sure he wasn't creative enough to make this up. And it quickly got worse. Ben raised his finger, pointed behind the chair to which my husband sat and added, right there with the red eyes. 
Dear God, in that moment I experienced what can only be described as all the nopes that ever noped. My blood ran cold and I suddenly felt an urge to pack up our things, light a ginormous match, and burn the house down as we peeled out of the driveway. She goes on to explain how they addressed the rest of this issue and what they found. I will link to it in the show notes at serviceofchange.com. I highly recommend you look at it and read the rest of it. I don't want to steal all of her thunder there. But this is a common experience for, for some parents, for many parents from what I'm gathering here. I threw this up there on, on uh, well, on all my feeds, but on my personal feeds where it got the most attention. I had three or four friends reach out to me to talk about it. And I'll keep their names out of it. I, I did have one friend who was going to come on the show, but it's my fault. My week was too crazy. I never got to reconnect with her and get her on here. So I'll see if I can get her on for another, maybe a quick five-minute follow-up. We'll see how things go. But uh, it, it's pretty interesting stuff. So my one friend writes to me. She says, my son used to cry about the scaries when he was small. He would literally be watching something above him, almost like when a cat sees something you can't used to freak me out so bad. So we had a discussion about it. I was talking to her about it, saying, oh, it's scary. She said her son doesn't remember a thing, uh, and she's not sure he'd, she'd want to hear it if he did. It'd be a lot to wrap her head around. I think that's tough for a lot of people out there. Uh, you know, and I'm curious how you feel about that. If there are ghosts, and they are around us all the time, would you want to know about it? Or would you rather not be aware. Now, the analogy that I try to come to is, as I'm as I'm tying this into my book, Food for the Archons. If you didn't know about germs, and somebody said, "Hey, there's these tiny little bugs that are everywhere," I can see somebody saying, "Oh, I just rather not know about it." But what does knowledge of germs do for us? Well, now we know we need to wash our hands because there's these things that we can't see that have an impact on us. I, I'm not going to share this specific story tonight, but I, I have some friends who live in a heavily, heavily haunted house. And it has effects on them. They have no choice but to know about it. Bad things can happen with spiritual presence presences in our homes. Sometimes we may be aware of it through the manifestations that they have. Sometimes we may be not be aware of the impact they have on us. They may have no impact on us at times as well. But I think that we need to swallow that fear. Embrace it. Say, yep, this is scary. But in order to make it not scary, I need to understand this. We need to accept that it's real. We need to have the conversations. We need to support the research that's being done and figure these things out. How do we measure them? What are they doing here? Can they cause us any type of harm? I think there's certain entities that, that we do encounter in that realm that can cause us harm. But I also know that our awareness of them allows us to enact countermeasures to push them aside. All right, let me move on to another, uh, I, I guess, another comment here. Another friend of mine wrote, My girls always talk about ghosts and heaven and God, and although we went to church, it's not as much as I'd like, and don't, don't talk about it too much at home. So, I, again, this is a great example. Kids are curious about it. And, and the God question, I'm going to stay away from that on this show right now. That's a whole different show. 
But what do you say to your children? Do you say, hey, yeah, ghosts are real, but then maybe you're going to scare your kids? And this is something I deal with with my kids right now. You know, they don't, they don't, we haven't had the ghost conversation per se, but my son has a nightmare every once in a while and I try to get out of him. What was it about and have a discussion with him? I don't want to tell him ghosts are just in your imagination because what if my son is actually seeing ghosts or my daughter or somebody, one of my kids is actually seeing something and I sit there and tell him, no, you're not. What does that got to feel like as a child to be told that what you're seeing isn't real? It's got to make you feel crazy or it's got to make you repress it or feel weird or like your parents don't believe you. So I will never dismiss my kids. I screen them pretty thoroughly when they come to me with stuff like that. And they have not said anything to me yet that has made my weirdness factor kind of pucker yet. I'm waiting for it. I wonder if it's going to happen at all. But nothing yet. Uh, Nothing has come across yet. I think that's probably because I try to keep my house pretty clean of negative influences. Um, Not that all ghosts are negative, but I, I do try to keep my house pretty clear. But how do we have these discussions with our kids if we ourselves don't even know what they are? I would at least say, keep an open mind and let your kids know, hey, it's possible that they're real. Be honest, be transparent. I don't know enough about it. You know, you can you can water that down, you know, depending on the age of your child. But I think that's where the paradigm shift needs to happen because what we're seeing is that children have this ability. Now, Do they lose this ability because we tell them it's not real and they stop using that sixth sense that we talked about last week that allows them to perceive it? Or do they lose this ability because as a human being matures, it's just a natural thing for us to lose that connection? I don't know. Uh, um, There may be research out there that's not well known. If you have it, please send it my way. But I'm going to go with the mindset of I'm going to continue to talk to my children and teach my children about these things. And if they demonstrate an ability to perceive them, I'm going to help them through the fear of it so they can use it. I read something. It was somebody who was starting to hear things and see things. And I think in shamanic culture, they would embrace that. They would take that person and take that child and send them to the shaman. And the shaman would teach them how to navigate and deal and set boundaries with somebody who... Today we may label them as as schizophrenic, and I don't know enough about schizophrenia, so this is just me straight speculating. But I wonder if if maybe what we call an auditory or or hallucination is simply them, their ear, their senses being slightly tuned to another frequency of there really is stuff there. And what I heard was that these shamans would teach people to deal with this so you can better control those voices and those tunes instead of giving somebody a ton of drugs that has a different effect on them. Anyway, I'm not saying that uh, that is the truth, but if my children start presenting stuff like that, I'm going to try my best to teach them to embrace it and use it to their benefit or advantage or understanding instead of just telling them they're weird and to ignore it. Had another conversation. A buddy of mine reached out. He says, my kid screams monsters and points at the ceiling and stares. And he said, LOL, kids. Uh, and I said, they do make us laugh. How crazy would it be if he's really seeing something? And he also said, I'd rather not know if my kid is seeing that stuff. LOL. And, and I just come back to, I, I guess we're scared. You know, we don't want to know what's there. But I think it's so important. I just, I can't stress enough 
what could we learn from knowing that there's something on the other side? What if it's like the Force in Star Wars? You could converse with these spirits, these beings, these entities. Maybe it's our loved ones who've passed on. Again, maybe it's somebody from another dimension or a parallel world. I mean, if, if the multiverse theory exists and parallel worlds exist and our, our universes are so close, the ones that are very similar, maybe we're not seeing a ghost of somebody who's passed on. Maybe we're just seeing the remnants of or that other world where that person never never passed and they're there. I don't know. I could go on forever. But all right, another one, another friend reached out. This is the last one here. She said, we have a ghost in our house. Uh, it's a little Amish boy. And typically, he hangs out in our hallway. We've all seen him pass through, but a few years ago, the ghost took on to scaring my son at night. We hollered at him to knock it off, and he's since left him alone. He doesn't bother us until he smells. Now, I thought that was interesting. Uh, a couple of things about that. Number one, I don't think this ghost means anybody any harm. Even though he was scaring them at night, the fact that he responded and listened to their commands to stop scaring them is fine. He doesn't bother them until he smells. She said it's just, she lives in Amish country. She said it's just a very like outside animal manure type of smell that is just typical for, I guess, Amish country. I don't mean that as a negative or an insult. But I think that's interesting too, is that different people perceive things in different ways, depending on which sense is strongest. We all think, oh, I'm psychic, I'm going to see things. But sometimes people will hear things. They'll have the auditory. Uh, I, I'll say visions. It's the wrong term, but they'll hear the they'll hear the, the sounds. I've experienced this in a semi-out-of-body state um, several times. I hear voices. I've heard people talking to me. Um, not often, but the, it has happened. I've heard singing. Uh, most common, we think we're going to see the ghosts. But I do know a few people who smell. Not they don't smell, but they smell things. I know somebody who has this, she gets, whenever an entity is around her, it's just this horrible smell that engulfs her, and that's how she knows there's something going on. So I believe we can perceive things through all of our senses, uh, or we interpret, let me let me correct that, that's how our body, our physical body, interprets whatever is around us through the familiarity of our five senses as we use our sixth sense sometimes. So, really interesting something to think about and something for you to pay attention to because sometimes these things are so subtle i've always been able to perceive let me correct myself throughout my life i've had i've had incidences where i have perceived what i suspect was a ghost in a certain area and at times my perceptions have been confirmed by other people who have either felt or experienced the same thing or who later recounted to me that yes other people have seen a ghost or felt a ghost or someone matching what you just described has died in this house or a variety of ways to validate it. But those subtle sensations that you get, either a quick vision, a quick thought, a quick sound, that's usually how it starts. And then it's as if you have to go back to that immediate feeling that you had and you need to push that feeling and dissect that feeling and keep focusing on whatever it was that makes you think there was a ghost there and expand upon it without using your imagination, as difficult as that sounds. I guess in Star Wars, he says, search your feelings, explore your feelings. That's what you're doing. You're taking that one feeling or sensation and you're expanding it and you're dissecting it and you're looking at it saying, what's in here? Where is this information? And that's kind of how I learned to interpret this stuff throughout the years. 
Um, and I continue to learn and continue to grow from it. Not always right, but that's the only way to get better at it is to try it and practice it. And, you know, we had a lot of weird ghost stuff going on. I always say that they probably could have done an episode of Unsolved Mysteries on my family uh, when we were kids growing up. Beyond the ghost stuff, we all we had a lot of weird stuff going on. But I remember... I know my brother said he, he heard somebody whisper something in his ear one night. I think he was down by the computer in the basement. I think he's... Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. If you're listening to the show, send me a note or something. But I swear he said he saw a woman in our basement. And uh, I had a similar experience. I was sick. So here you can, I guess, make the argument to discredit what I'm saying. But I was sick. And uh, and I think this strengthens what I'm saying because my, my consciousness was altered at this point. But I, I was a real bad flu. Nothing where I needed to be in the hospital. But I'm laying in my bed. I, my room was in the attic at this point. I was a teenager. I woke up in the middle of the night and my mom was sitting next to my bed, like, oh, touching my head and just singing to me. You know, I mean, it was dark, but, it, you know, it was a woman with long black hair. I thought that was weird. So the next morning I woke up, I said, Mom, why were you in my room singing to me? And her eyes got real wide because she knows weird stuff happens at night in her house. She said, Dennis, I wasn't in your room last night. I just paused for a minute and I thought about it. Uh, again, at this point, we were used to weird stuff happening. I said, oh, must have been a ghost in my room. So a few years later, my parents were renovating the kitchen, and they found a Polaroid behind. They pulled out. They ripped out our kitchen cabinets, and I guess what had fallen behind the cabinets 30 years prior was a Polaroid of a woman with long black hair, and I'm pretty sure that's the woman that I saw in my room. Now, I've heard rumors. I've I don't know that I've confirmed it through official sources, but I I believe somebody did kill themselves in my home, the home I used to live in. I've had some weird experiences, some weird dreams uh, about that as a kid too, growing up. Uh, and I remember last story I'm going to tell, and then I'm going to end the show. But I had a crazy experience with a ghost that I contacted because I was trying to explore. And this is why they tell you, don't mess around with a Ouija board. Don't mess around with spiritual stuff because it invites bad spirits into your home. There is some truth to that, but that does not need to be a barrier to prevent you from exploring this stuff. And I know there's some people who are going to tell me, you're putting out bad information, Dennis. You're putting a lot of people at risk. No, I'm not. What I'm saying is you need to understand this stuff before you dabble in this stuff because you need to know how to protect yourself. Because if you don't know how to protect yourself, then yes, you could invite something bad or something evil into your home that can harass you, that can cause all sorts of problems. Now, I had taken a course on psychic development when I was a kid. I had studied this stuff. I knew a little bit about protecting myself with the white light and my intentions and whatever. I want to give that as a caveat. Don't just go out there blindly trying to contact whatever's out there. What I am saying is there is a way to do it. Now, this is really weird. I'm As I'm telling this story, I kid you not, I'm hearing sounds in my headphones. A second ago, I just heard something that sounded like a growling sound. 
could be something trying to play. I've got two uh, different windows open with news websites, so that might just be what it is. But I clearly just heard a growling in my headphones. So I'm going to push that thing away and move on. Anyway, I knew my cousin had a ghost in her house. It was no secret. You know, we all knew it was there. And I was curious about it. And I was also studying this. I had an interest in stuff very early on. I was probably about 14 or 15 years old. I had an interest in out-of-body states. I had just read a book on how to astral project. And I wanted to try it. So I sat down on the floor of my room. I was in the attic. My room was in my attic to add to the creepiness factor. And I started meditating. And I put myself into as relaxed a state as possible. And I visualized myself going to my cousin's home. And I'm in the home and I start walking around the house. And I wanted to find my cousin and and scare her and just say, hey, you know, uh, I was here and wanted to give her a call later and tell her what I saw and whatever. But I'm walking around, I'm walking around and I go upstairs to the attic, which is where they say the ghost was. And I felt this heaviness and it surrounded me it completely just engulfed me. And I had this feeling of just pressure and terror. So I quick, I brought myself out of the meditative trance that I was in. And I'm sitting there in my room. And it was still there. The heaviness was still with me. And I'm going, oh my gosh. I brought this thing back into my home. And it just kept getting heavier and heavier and remembering what I had been taught by other people who were better at this than me, I stood up and I said, get out of my house right now. You're not allowed in this home. You're not allowed around me or my family. I command you to leave my house now. And I said it very forcefully. As soon as I said now, the word now, as soon as I commanded this thing to leave my home from the back of my room, I had a, a vaulted ceiling with wood paneling, a rumbling, a, a, a slamming sound. It was like, if you can hear that, I'm pounding on my desk. Just rumbled from the back of my wall, across my ceiling, hit my window. My window shattered and was gone. There was something in my room it thundered across my ceiling and went right out my room terrified me I ran downstairs I was a teenager I ran downstairs and grabbed my mom I was like mom I brought a ghost back to the house and I told her to leave and it shook the walls and it was, it was crazy so there's my ghost story I, I hope I didn't bore you with those details or draw it out too much but this stuff is real And there are things we can do to interact with them. And I think there's things we can do to learn and benefit our own situation by interacting with them. And there's also things we can do to protect ourselves from those that would do us harm. So it's something to think about. Uh, You know, I'd love to hear your personal experiences and explore this even more. If you have a a really good ghost story and want to be a guest on my show, I I think it would be a great fit. So please reach out to me at serviceofchange.com. Don't forget to sign up for the secret newsletter. We'll get a free newsletter every week in your inbox on Sunday mornings, and you'll get free access to read I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are. In addition, please go to theservicechange.com, click on the bookstore tab, 
and check out the books that we have there. It will help support the show. It will be greatly appreciated. That's all the time I have for this episode of The Secret Podcast. I'm Dennis Nappy II with Service of Change, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning. Keep an open mind. Thank you. Truth Seekers.